0: Hey, everyone. Ava Flanell here and Dalen Schaefer from Civilian Tactical. And then, of course, Peaches. But you know what? I think I'm going to start calling her Pizzle Peach. You know why?
1: Uh, (laughs) I don't know if I want to know why.
0: Okay. So I need to share this with everyone just in case you guys also... Is like a
1: confession?
0: Well, kind of maybe. Okay. So this past week, um, I... You know peach has been really good so i went to the pet store and bought her some extra treats including two bully sticks and i thought bully sticks were like some kind of tendon like i'm not stupid enough to like think that it wasn't part of an animal i just didn't know what part of the animal it was uh then two days ago i posted on my instagram in my story peach is sleeping and i was like oh little baby's all tuckered out for me and her bully stick and then uh Long story short, I found out yesterday that a bully stick is a beef genitalia, a beef, a bull pizzle, and I'm so grossed out. As called technically. I'm so grossed out. Like I will never feed her one of those again. I feel like somebody please just call ASPCA on me because I feel like I just. You guys came here
1: for gun content and you're getting this instead.
0: Look at this poor baby. Like, she's only a year and a half. She'll be
1: just fine.
0: No, look at her. Poor baby. Like, I feel so bad. And I'm so grossed out.
1: Well, on that note, before we get ditched by every single one of the sponsors here, (laughs) we want to thank our sponsor, Manticore Arms. So, Manticore Arms. Poor peaches. Manticore Arms they have a ton of accessories that are amazing we literally have i think i got i have three of their slings on this ak behind me we have one of their slings we've been giving away a bunch of their slings but they do parts as well like ak uh folding stocks and foregrips awesome lots of
0: bullpup stuff too
1: lots of bullpup stuff and they have flat rate shipping on all of their stuff it's 9.95 it doesn't matter what on earth you get it's the same price no matter what so that's awesome but they also have a 30 day try before you buy so you can yeah. go you can get it test it out be like oh maybe it wasn't exactly what you're looking for because it's pretty technical stuff um, and switch it out to either a different one that they have or you can just return it but they have a 30 day try before you buy so that's an awesome feature you guys mm-hmm. can use code pewpew15 for 50% off the arms Ava do you have anything else to say about Manicore?
0: Uh, no, other than it's just ManicoreArms.com.
1: ManicoreArms.com. And that brings us to our mail call. Ava, you got something exciting in the mail.
0: I did. So I'm going to show everyone. For those who aren't listening, um, well, I'll try to describe it the best that I can. But ta-da! Do you like the way this looks? Oops, I just I'm broke my table. I'm not going to
1: lie. I was worried about the color, but yeah. in this lighting
0: yeah okay so it doesn't
1: look like colonel mustard
0: no it doesn't so and i'm trying to get that that break in there um look at peach's face um but anyway so when i picked it up at the gun store because of the lighting the receiver set i was just like um i messaged Tori over at stag arms i was like yeah so i'm pretty sure people are going to be asking me do i want some ketchup to go with my mustard (laughs) But then as soon as I got it out into actual light, and then um, since it's been in my house, I'm like, okay, it actually looks really good. I think it was just the lighting at the gun store. But anyways, finally got my Spectrum FDE Stag Arms rifle, and it has the AR Gold trigger on it that you could see. It has the SB or, um, SPB muzzle brake and um it's threaded and i think because of the thread pitch uh don't quote me but i think you could put like a q suppressor on it which i may or may not be having one my way it has the b5 system stock and grip which people love and um yeah it just has like a ton of upgrades and then like the trigger the trigger just feels really nice like i had those a lot triggers of the, are
1: amazing
0: they are and i had a lot of the employees at the gun store they were like do you mind if i like mess around with your gun because it's the first time they saw one and they were all just like dang that is so smooth so i haven't shot it yet but i can't wait to shoot it and i'm just like really excited to have it but now that i have the fde i just keep eyeing the odg the green one
1: you know what you're going to want after the odg green one you're going to want gray the gray one yeah you want i know all three.
0: well and then on top of that they also have a series where it's uh it has like leather like little Ooh, leather accents sniffing. on it yeah so i'm like dang it like go ahead and take all my money stag but um and then you can see that we were just talking about mana arms i also put the sling on it and i happen to have one that was fde which i think kind of goes well together and then I also got in a Crimson Trace. This is the Rad Max Rapid Aiming Dot, and I'm going to put this on top of it. Very cool. But you can see it says 3MOA Red Dot Auto Shut Off, which I, for me, it's like Auto Shut Offs is just a must because I always seem to forget to shut mine off. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited to see how this, you know, how this uh, works, but. So far in the past i will say crimson trace is like really up to their game and they've come out with some pretty solid uh, red think dots and their stuff.
1: their goal is to give hollow sun a run for their money because they came out of nowhere they started down at the bottom and they're just moving up a hundred percent yeah
0: well yeah so like i will say like back in the day um crimson Trace, i was more familiar with their lasers than anything And Crimson Trace had their guns on a few of, like, Smith & Wessons because they were all under, like, the same umbrella company. But then once they kind of started doing their own thing, like, really in the last, I'd say, like, three or four years, that's when I've seen, like, wow, they've, like, kind of run with it and, like, come up with some, like, really amazing optics. So really excited to pop that on the Spectrum rifle, take it to the range, and and update you guys on, you know, on the performance of it. Dalen, what awesome. did you get in the mail?
1: Well, speaking of gun shop employee, you'd mentioned and when you were talking about the spectrum that the gun shop employees are like, "Oh, can I see this?" Yeah. Uh, I got a gun in recently that was a little bit of the same thing, and it was the Volkortsen um, Mamba. In oh, Arctic I think I've camo. actually
0: I think I've actually shot that gun.
1: It is smooth, so it's based off of the Ruger Mark Five, mm-hmm. Mark Four. It's a mark four it's I, I don't
0: know one of the marks
1: <laughs> it's the ruger mark roman numerals enter them here i don't remember where the ones were but um it is such a flat shooting 22. It, it, it's like it's like ridiculous it's like these guys have and like the i've, I've never like moved the action on a gun that feels so smooth so I'm excited to put it in some videos, because I don't think I have yet, and it <laughs> deserves, like, the spotlight. It's, oh, I should have brought it. You brought your guns, and I didn't. But no, for no. all of our well... listening, I'm just giving a quality to our listening viewers, so that they can experience, uh, so that they can have the auditory experience. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, Actually, no, that is a nice gun I'm it excited is. to shoot it so
0: I did a, a YouTube review on that gun like years ago and I I decided to do something similar to what 22 Plankster is known for so when I first met 22 Plankster Dave um, he had business cards where it was uh, playing cards cut in half from a his 22 bullet and then like laminated back together with his signature on it and I was like man that's so cool and so I always wanted to see like if I could slice playing cards in half with a round and that's what I used that gun for. And it's actually, I mean, I'd say as long as you could shoot accurately, slicing around with a cartridge actually isn't too hard. So I would I would recommend that you yet. guys try that at home because it's it's kind of fun and you're kind of like, dang, I was able to do that. But, yeah, yeah it, it is a
1: fun one. Just set it. The, the hardest part, though, is getting the clean cut. Like what I've yes. noticed is when you get like a half of a cut or like the yeah. card is angled a little bit, it like punches more of a long hole. So you have to yeah. have that card lined up perfectly. Yeah, absolutely. And it can't be a windy day either. Otherwise, it's a pain in the butt.
0: Oh, I was I was using an indoor range. But I definitely can understand with the whole angle thing because sometimes it would only cut like half the card. And yeah. yeah, so you really have to make sure that it's like a nice clean you know, cut like there's no angles. But yeah, uh Volt makes some pretty nice stuff.
1: Okay, guys, this brings us to probably the most epic Would You Rather. And this is what happens when we stop writing the Would You Rather questions yeah. and you guys start writing them. This is like a whole nother level here. Like this is level ten. We're like operating on level three Would You Rathers, apparently, before. So get ready for an awesome one. Ava's gonna pull this up. And we we want you guys to play along too, so Um, Let us know the guns that you would pick for this option or for this question, because this is going to be an interesting one.
0: Yeah. So this question or these questions come from Daniel Treadwell, who is a patron of my podcast, Gun Funny. And so I've known Daniel now for a few years. I've met him in person. Um, I think it was at the NRA show two years ago or something like that. Really nice guy. And of course he's going to send us like, the most epic questions ever okay so the first question is what would you choose so you wake up to find yourself in 1920s new york however you get there you understand and know that for now you just need to stay alive and blend in you know carrying a pistol is not only a good idea it is required in the roaring 20s age of prohibition speakeasies and classic gangsters of the pistols available at the time what do you choose and how do you choose to carry it in the period dress that is available and so this one is tough because i was like okay well what guns were there like when was the tommy gun was the tommy gun was that tommy gun yeah it
1: was developed during prohibition so it's gonna be off the top of my head like 1923 no but... I'm wrong so 1924 so, I, but I'm either a picture of one from 1924,
0: either way, you're yeah. that's you can't carry it, so it's not like no. you're like, Oh, well, this is my accessory. So, you know, and then also back then, women were only wearing dresses. Um, so I think that I, I don't really know of that many guns back then, like, all of my knowledge comes from like you know the newer guns, like in the last like 10 15 years, but I would say, uh what is it? The Walther PP. And I think back then it was chambered in 32 auto, if I'm not mistaken. A true
1: James Bond gun, I see.
0: Yeah. That way I could, you know. But it's also, it's small. And if I have to carry it while, you know, wearing a dress. And I think that how I would carry is one of those, like, thigh holsters. Mm-hmm. Like, that just kind of makes the most sense. Or if we could go back and if we could like incorporate anything that we have now because i don't even know if they had thigh holsters back then or if women really carried i think it was mostly the men i mean correct me if i'm wrong sure you could
1: make it anything really
0: yeah you're right because i now i have the knowledge of you know today and i bring it back to then i would also probably incorporate one of the flashbang holsters which is a bra holster
1: i feel like that would be more shocking to anybody you had to defend yourself against
0: yes and then then i would have a fighting chance so yeah. the flashbang holster, it connects to your bra, and it goes right underneath your bra, and it kind of gives you a little push. Um, but it's actually pretty easy to use. I, I've i become a pretty big fan of, of their stuff. But yeah, I think that's what I would go with. I don't know. Dalen, what would you go with?
1: I feel like that would be a smart move. Um, although, I feel like if you have a dress back then, you have so much, uh, you like, you can hide like pretty much you could probably hide a tommy gun if you wanted to (laughs) I'm sure if you could get creative enough but I think I would go basic and everybody's going to be like mad at my option because yeah you've got the tommy gun you got some really cool revolvers Mm -hmm. uh, like the Colt police or the Colt detective Um, so there's some really really cool revolvers but I think I would go with uh, 1911 I know that's like made an entirely different decade than the Roaring Twenties, so that's sort of cheating. But the fact that 1911s are so prolific, even today, would be a good indicator that an original Colt M1911 would be a good pick back then.
0: And it's won so many World Wars.
1: It's won <laughs> all of them. Um, <gasps>
0: and, and if anybody
1: was wondering, it actually was the 1911 that won the war. You could blame it on many sociopolitical oh, factors, but it was the 1911 that actually won the war. America didn't win. <gasps> Russia didn't win.
0: It was um, most definitely the 1911.
1: It was the 1911 that won, really. And that
0: 45. ACP stands yeah. for automatic coat pistol.
1: Exactly. So I think I'd do that and I would go like traditional. I'm assuming if I need a gun, I'm probably like in the mob somehow so I don't
0: know or
1: fighting against the mob like this guy just dropped us in the situation and said we need a gun like I don't know that's sort of the most common thing going on you know
0: yeah, yeah. so
1: either way I think I would go under the arm holsters suit jacket over top and uh 1911 which it's a bigger gun but if you get it at the right angle I think you'd be just fine to hide <laughs> it.
0: okay so next question would you rather carry a type 14 nambu which he shows a picture and dalen you printed it out or a liberator 3d printed pistol so that is the nambu if you guys can see and it looks like i don't know what the chamber what it's chambered in but it or the liberator so okay so if anybody knows anything about the liberator and i know a little bit about this because my dad has a military museum and so i remember him telling me about this but essentially it was kind of like the high point of guns <laughs> where it was like super inexpensive to make and um they were dropping it off in foreign countries like out of airplanes and helicopters and um and like arming these people and it was just this really cheap gun that would fire off like i don't know maybe like five shots or something like that but it was enough where the idea behind it is that you are able to shoot an armed person and then take their gun so that you could get something better and but then so as it is it wasn't like super reliable it wasn't something that you're going to have that long you know it was literally only made to fire off a few rounds um but then when you add the 3d part into the mix and i don't know what the 14 what is the the nambu chambered in
1: so i'm not 100 percent sure what it's chambered in but there's a little bit more information i want to sneak in here before Ava, before you make your decision so the reason that our astute viewer sent us these two as an option is because they're both very likely to injure you. Oh. So the Nambu, I remembered this, I was looking at the Nambu, I'm like, there's something I remember about this gun, like there's a reason this is so famous, and it's because the sear was either exposed or it could be pressed fr- by not touching the trigger, and the, the gun would fire. Hmm. So essentially you're holding two little hand grenades, really, one that's going to shoot a bullet and one that might just blow up in your hand because (laughs) the Liberator in this picture specifically is a 3D printed Liberator. So this is a version that was made, this 3D printed one is one that was made essentially to be a one-shot pistol made out of plastic, modeled after the original Liberator, like you mentioned, or the Nambu where you can just touch it wrong and it will explode and just shoot a bullet off and they said that even some um some japanese soldiers would hold the gun in such a way that they weren't touching the trigger as they would pretend to surrender and then they they would squeeze the gun to fire one last shot oh wow yeah so there's i mean that i don't know how accurate that is but people have said that it happened and so those are kind of the two things you're going up against and it could shoot your leg too just by having it in the holster it could go off as well if you bumped it wrong so you're kind of holding to uh
0: okay so the nambu could just go off at any second and then the liberator could just explode
1: it could explode i mean yeah probably yeah so
0: i it... guess i'd probably go with the nambu because i at least still have a fighting chance like if it explodes i mean how much i guess we're not talking about a huge explosion though right i mean it's not like it's no. like wow you you know maybe you just don't have a hand
1: well, no, you, you, hand. You, you, you could end up with some cuts if it exploded in <laughs> the tests I've seen. Like most of the time it doesn't. You shoot it once and you don't want to shoot it again. Like if you shot it, usually that's what happens is if you shoot it a second time, like you're donezo. but usually it'll last a shot, which is impressive. Or if you print in the wrong type of filament. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then also, I mean, I, I think also with anything that's 3d printed, isn't going to be as reliable. Um, So I'd probably have to go with the Nambu.
1: I think I'm going to go 3D printed Liberator only because I'm like pro-freedom and all that stuff. And I know you are too, Ava, but I love the idea of 3D printed firearms.
0: Yeah. I mean, I do too. Listen, you're not going to out-freedom me. Okay. (laughs) I am more, I am more American than you. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, cool. I mean, either way, it's good to disagree sometimes. All right, so next question is, would you rather carry a Colt 2000 or a CIA CIA deer gun? And we both, we didn't know what the CIA deer gun was. Um, it actually kind of looks like, sort of like a glue gun, yeah, Let my me pull Yeah,
1: let me pull up the Colt 2000, because it's the most okay. normal looking one first.
0: Yeah, so like that, I feel like there's guns today that still somewhat kind of resemble that.
1: But then the, then the deer gun is yeah. crazy. And we're going to show two guns here, you guys. Um, the first one I'm going to show you is the Liberator. And the second one is the deer gun. For our audio listeners, you're not missing out. Don't worry about it.
0: It's not. <laughs> yeah, they're not like. Okay, so the one above that is the Liberator. And yeah,
1: then the and one, then one below that one.
0: is the deer gun. And the deer gun, it literally looks like a glue gun.
1: and I think it looks more like a garden hose just because yeah. it's metal, but you're right. It's either a glue gun or a garden hose.
0: Yeah. And uh, so each each of these guns are very similar. Um, I think back in the day, the Liberator cost, around that time period, it was like $2.10 to make. And then the Deer Gun, they said it was like $3 and something to make. The Deer Gun actually required 20... Wait, no. Was liberator. The Liberator, the liberator mm-hmm. was made out of, like, what, 25 parts? And then the... The deer gun um had substantially less which i don't remember exactly how many how many parts less but a substantial less so it was easier to use um but yeah i don't I think know it's
1: just interesting why it got discontinued because that's yeah, so a, ex- that's a great talk about story. that because we were we was- were just
0: like doing just a little bit of research on this because i'm yeah. like Otherwise, we wouldn't really have much to discuss if, like, you and I are like, well, what's a deer gun? You know, like, is it to take down deers? Like, no, they just, they, they called it a deer gun because it was, uh, came out, you know, from the CIA, and they were, like, looking for a way to kind of make it sort of, you know, like, sneaky.
1: Yeah, the CIA was looking for a sneaky gun, and if anything, everybody knows anything about the CIA. Apparently, it was um, after JFK was assassinated. They're like, ah, this isn't a great optic. Maybe we should, you know, get rid of all of our deer guns. So they went and destroyed every model that they had. And um, part of me is like, yeah, maybe that was a just a smart move because it would look bad. And then part of me is like, why would they care if it looked bad?
0: Yeah, it was really Say, interesting.
1: What? It, what? what?
0: Um, and they they also they would drop these out of like styro they were wrapped in styrofoam and they would just drop them out of planes which is so crazy to think like back in the day they legit were dropping plane or dropping guns out of planes yeah in I don't styrofoam like, get, like I don't want like now... to get
1: political but if people are wondering like where most guns get into the hands of criminals it's usually the three three letter agencies and that's a whole another rant but I'll yeah. leave it there it's it's that's a whole another story but what would you pick Ava if you had to pick between the deer gun and the Colt 2000.
0: Well, I think I also read that the deer gun had some issues as well. Um or no, maybe no, actually the deer gun, I think it came with like some little plastic thing and then if you removed that plastic part, it wasn't allowing the gun to just go up by itself like suddenly. So, um I would pick the deer gun just because it like I've never seen one in person. I've seen a Liberator in person and so one i would like to see it in person whether that means that i don't really have much of a fighting chance or not i mean both of these guns you at this point like maybe you know karate and that's what's going to give you a fighting chance (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah i guess i would pick the deer gun
1: you'd pick the deer gun Yeah. So I feel like it's between three here because the Deer Gun came out of the Liberator, right? They originally made the Liberator and then they made the Deer Gun based off of it. And then we have the Colt 2000. And the reason the Colt 2000 is in here is because that was a horribly unreliable gun that if you dropped it, it could fire. It wouldn't make it through its magazines. It was completely canceled. Like they just stopped, Colt stopped making the Colt 2000 just because it was so horrible. Um, So I think I would go... I think I would go Liberator. Well, there's two camps I'm in. One is the Liberator, but they exist a little bit more. You can find them. I don't even know if you can find a deer gun. So part yeah, so of I me think would say.
0: They said there was the, only like a few thousand made.
1: Yeah, actually. but a few thousand made, and then they destroyed all the ones that they had. So yeah. did they even send any out? I don't like. I yeah. really don't know how many exist. So, very right, wise, I, I feel like it might be the deer, deer gun.
0: Yeah. And also, you're right, I was kinda I was like, oh, the deer gun or the liberator, but duh, we were also including that that the gun Colt two thousand. Yeah.
1: But it, um, it just looks like it it's not doesn't have a huge cultural significance and it just looked like a terrible gun. Yeah. So part of me was just like, eh.
0: True. Although who I knows? Would, I mean, maybe this would be our, our best bet.
1: I don't know. I mean I mean in theory you are probably gonna be able to cycle like four rounds right through the cult 2000 and that's going to be more than you could cycle through the liberator which can be shot once Mm -hmm. so i i mean if you're looking for self-defense the cult 2000 is probably going to be what you want but if you're looking for like i would just be looking for like something with historical value for this question since there's no context true um and you guys can feel free to give us the craziest context you want and then we'll have to deal with it but if it's just for if i was just picking i think i would go liberator
0: all right so now, next question. Would you rather defend your ex with a deadly force and go through the legal process that comes along with it to save them or let them get shot and use your medical training to save their life after?
1: Wait a minute. <laughs> where I didn't see this question. Somehow I totally missed this. <laughs> and, yes. and by the way, if anybody's wondering, like these questions were literally sent to us for this episode and they just got put in and who was it that sent us these questions actually
0: this is daniel treadwell this is still daniel treadwell he just perfect yeah and then he has one more question uh which is actually pretty good so okay so just real quick i personally i would i would defend them with deadly force just because i teach concealed carry classes and i know exactly like what to do like i feel like i have a little bit more knowledge more than like the average person where I would use, you know, deadly force reasonably so that I would be able to... I mean, nothing's guaranteed, and, right? But I feel like I have way, more of a guys, fighting chance.
1: In this story, didn't, did it say that you had to kill the person or just using deadly force? It didn't say that the person technically died
0: yeah so it says uh defend your ex with deadly force and go through the legal process that comes along with it to save them so deadly force just to clarify deadly force doesn't mean that you guys shoot to kill it means that you use the least amount of force necessary to stop a threat that could mean hey pulling at your gun they get scared they take off running you're not going to shoot them in the back or chase after them it could mean that you aim for center of exposed mass It ends up hitting them in the thigh and now they're down and they don't have a weapon and that was all the force that was required or you end up firing a few rounds and it does kill them but you didn't use excessive force
1: and it just has to do with the amount of like force you have at your disposal not necessarily the outcome of the situation
0: yeah so i think i would i mean again not that i mean i don't know some of my exes i don't really have a lot of exes i haven't really done too much dating uh even though i'm like 37 you know but um Like, most of my exes, I think I ended on good terms with. So I would want to protect them. And nothing else. Like, I think it's good to be a decent human being, even if you didn't end on the best terms. Like, I would never want somebody, you know, I don't have any enemies that I would actually want to see them get hurt. So I would defend them. But I think I would be pretty smart about how I defend it so that it looks like I used reasonable force so that if I, you know, when I do go in front of the jury um i have a pretty good chance of winning not that i really want to go through that
1: but yeah and the statement that is is to be said before all this we're not lawyers this isn't legal advice yes you guys get it but those are always the best conversations i recently saw t-rex firearms they're like this is we're not lawyers this is not legal advice but anything that starts with that statement is always going to be a good video so there you go so Um, what would you choose I don't have any exes. The one person I dated is my wife and we're married and we have kids now so I don't know if this situation applies to me but in a pretend hypothetical situation uh, I'm just always prepared to defend against somebody who is trying to press me with deadly force so I think that would just be the natural outcome of the situation it's just because it's what I'm trained for. Um, it would be my instinct. It would just be the first thing that comes naturally to protect the people around me. So I think that's probably what would happen for me as well.
0: Yeah, and then if it didn't, if it didn't end well, the relationship because I have like one ex that I can't stand, and every now and then I'll see his face, and I'm just like, ugh, I don't even know what I was thinking. But then after I defend him, I'd be like, cool, now keep my name out of your mouth, bitch. <laughs> oh no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, okay, but but the question is would you render aid to the person? Yes. Uh let's get first aid you guys. If you guys can, uh, I actually had first aid before I had my concealed carry, so first aid is great. Always no first aid because just cuz the person attacked you, once they're no longer a threat, it doesn't make them your enemy still. So. Absolutely. Keep that in mind.
0: And then we have one last last question, but I think we're going to save it for the next show. So if you guys are interested in that, tune in to the next show. Uh, But moving on with the rest of the show, uh, so real quick, Stag Arms, they're one of our sponsors. We greatly appreciate them. That's why they sent
1: you the Spectrum, actually, is to test out.
0: absolutely. And if you guys want to buy uh, a Spectrum rifle or any of the other great rifles that they have or anything else that they have on their website, feel free to use the code PewPew10, and that gets you 10% off at stagarms.com. All right, so you just a few uh, like kind of funny comments that we had from you guys uh just about you know previous shows so uh Dave the Hunter he said i had an LCP Max and it just didn't agree with me and yes the trade in value sucks and then Twan912 said a pocket pistol is better than having nothing but i usually carry it as a backup LCP2 or the Max Ruger is one of the best pocket pistols out there
1: i think these both must have come from our episode on are pocket pistols trash or are they actually yeah. useful um so yeah those are some interesting perspectives and because we had talked about trade and value for them is next to nothing because everybody they're one of the guns that people try and get rid of more often
0: because
1: mm-hmm. they're just um. a little bit less capable
0: Absolutely. And then also, so we do appreciate, you know, hearing feedback from you guys, if you haven't, you know, please leave some comments on our YouTube videos. Um, if you haven't already liked us on social media, we are on Facebook and Instagram, just search for Pew Pew panel. And then we also have a website pupupanel.com that you can find links to everything. And now going into our main topic. So uh, safe gun storage, I have quite a bit to add to this, but um, before I do, I will say that uh, here in Colorado, which is where I live, Dalen does not live in Colorado, which is one of the questions that came up recently. But in Colorado in the last like year or two, they did uh, pass a law that requires you to lock your firearms up. And like any law, it has so many gray areas and it's kind of kind of stupid in a way because you're like, okay, well, what is the definition of locked up? Does the fact that I lock, you know, I get into my house and I lock my door, is that technically locked up? But um, that said, I, you know, even before this law passed, I, as a firearms instructor, I've always taught students, like, if it could possibly fall in the wrong hands, then you definitely want to make sure that it's locked up. Before that, it used to be, you know, it used to have, like, there should be some rule of concealment so it just can't be out in the open even if you live alone you can't just have it on top of your nightstand or on top of your uh, dining room table if somebody walks by your house looks in the window they see a gun that gives them more of a reason to want to break in but there's lots of different options to uh to choose from when storing your firearm. some are really good and some are bad but i would say should we start with the good ones first and then well, first i want with... to
1: start let's start with the good the yeah the good ones but the first thing i want to say is laws like that are absolutely terrible Uh, laws that force you to store your firearms because everybody's going to hear this and say what why because we'll think about it like who is this actually helping it's enforcing people who don't follow the rule and it's supposed to encourage people to keep their firearms safe but any reasonable person is already securing their firearms properly in their situation, which is what we're going to get into, you guys. Like, what Mm -hmm. is safe firearm storage? And um, this is like taxpayer dollars. It takes money to pass these. It takes money to pay for the salaries of the people who spent the time to make these bills and these laws and to sign it. And then it takes time, money, and resources to enforce these laws. How are they being enforced? It's not going to be in a way that is... Um, preferential to freedom and the ability to uh, protect yourself with a firearm and so you look at all those things and you say well there's way better ways we could spend resources if your goal is to keep firearms safe there's way better ways we could spend that money Or you could give away uh, free safes or free training classes or if you take a safe storage class then there's a $50 certificate towards a firearm at a local gun shop (laughs) or you know uh, $50 towards training every year or one training session. You know, there's so many ways that these resources could be used to help promote safe firearms, um, without taking away freedoms from people and putting the power in the hands of the law enforcement who are usually reactionary. They come Mm -hmm. once something's been done wrong. So are you really preventing any mishaps from happening? If you're putting it in the hands of law enforcement to make sure that these laws are followed. So that's my rant on, uh, on gun laws and and then I don't know if you have anything to add to that, but we can get into sort of some good methods for safe firearms storage.
0: No, that's absolutely well said. I completely agree. So when thinking about uh, firearm storage, you have to think about, okay, how are you going to react under, you know, stressful situation? Because everybody always thinks they're gonna have time. They're gonna be in that perfect mindset. Cool, let me get my, you know, my key in lock, put in the code, whatever. And it's just like, you're not gonna have time. How many times do you hear, you know, a story where somebody wakes up in the middle of night, there's a stranger in their bedroom, maybe they have enough time to reach like in their nightstand dresser drawer and grab their gun. If that, you know, they're not going to have time to like, oh, let me get up to walk over to where my safe is. Or even some people on even how you store it, some people are like adamant about, keeping their gun and their loaded magazine separate, which I think is so dumb. I mean, it's even worse than, you know, obviously not keeping one loaded in the chamber because now you have to insert the magazine and then load one in the chamber. Uh, so you do have to think about, you know, like, how do you react under pressure? And most people don't really react that well. And one thing that I would say to do is set your alarm at two thirty in the morning and you know, you wake up out of a deep sleep and now you have to access your gun, you're going to learn pretty quickly that you're not going to have like the fine motor skills or the mindset to even do that. And that's not even really in a like super, super stressful situation. So, um, my favorite is because I'm not like a fan of, you know, some of the different locking mechanisms out there. One of my favorites is, uh, the magnetic locks, which Dalen, do you have any experience with those?
1: Uh like, no, I don't. Like some don't. of
0: the have you seen like the concealment shelves or there's uh... I've
1: seen them. I I don't own any personally.
0: So I I really like that because um one thing that I'm always afraid of is even if it's like, oh, this battery lasts, you know, 10 years, like okay, that sounds great in theory. I don't know if I you know, I've seen batteries that are supposed to last like years and years and they go dead. Or if you have to charge it, I had this one. Or
1: how long was the battery, how long ago was that battery made? Because they don't come with the date saying this was made this year. You just buy it off Amazon and maybe it was four years old sitting on the shelf already, you know? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, or they, they require a charge. I had this one box that at the time I liked it. And then as I got more experience, I'm like, man, this is kind of trash. So you would constantly have to uh, charge it. Like every two weeks, and if you forgot to charge it, or you could keep it like on your nightstand, like charge. But
1: and my guess it is that of... it had a key, but then you're down to the problem of using a key, you know? No,
0: it didn't, it didn't even have oh, there was no that... way no, to no, no, manually no. enter. See, I'm so... totally
1: fine with like, there's gonna be people in the comments who like don't like electronic safes <laughs> and they only want the manual stuff. There's gonna be people who are fine with electronics. I, if I'm going to have an electronic safe, it has to have a manual open, yeah, but like that if something is fails. crazy.
0: Yeah. So, um, so anyways, what I like about the magnetic locks is, you know, a magnet obviously is not going to lose its charge. Like nothing, you know, there's not a lot of like room for error as far as, uh, the electronic mechanism goes and you, how most of them are is like, you would take either a magnet that it comes with, or sometimes the magnet is disguised as like a candle or something and then you would run it over a certain area and it would unlock and then you would have access to your gun and they have all kinds of stuff. I mean, you could be like 007 in your house if you want it to be like, they have uh, picture frames, mirrors, shelves, coffee tables, nightstands, all kinds of stuff. I'm just expecting
1: walking into your house and like I'll bump into like a shelf and something will move slightly and all of a sudden like (laughs) 20 guns will drop down from the ceiling, This is This
0: is why it's hard to date out there (laughs)
1: Uh, I have a feeling that's not going to be an issue for most uh, people. That'll be like they a walk into point. 20, exactly, exactly. They walk. They're into like, house and 20 I guns fall out of the ceiling. They're like, all right, where do I sign the marriage yeah. documents? Yeah, we got to <laughs> put a
0: ring on that. Yeah,
1: Oh, that's so funny, and a selling point for any future buyers at the house. So, right, depending on where you live.
0: Yeah, and depending on who those future buyers are. Like, I could just imagine the most because Colorado is definitely becoming a pretty liberal state lately, and it's like. I just imagine some random person from California coming to buy my house and they're like what is this gun wall okay wait there's this little because I do have like a a room like a safe room and it's surrounded by concrete and there's and I think it's a great selling point but somebody may not see the appeal Uh, well, you there any... are some
1: gun-loving liberals out there. If any of you guys are watching, make sure to drop a comment. Not there as is... many, but... No, there's
0: there's actually, I think in the last couple of years, I mean, out of all the millions of new gun owners, I think a lot of them are. And and just so that you guys know, like, Dalen and I, I don't think that we are, like, far right or left. We're actually fairly in the middle.
1: Depends on who you ask.
0: Yeah, that's true. I know, like... I think that I'm pretty in the middle.
1: Everybody who looks at a gun, far right.
0: Yeah, I I know, I agree. Um, Do you have anything to add to any of like the?
1: Yeah, so what I what I do. So your situation is way different than mine. So you can just have those magnetic shelves. I can't because I have kids. They would. (laughs) fiddle around they would see me open it they would see me take the gun out to go to the range somehow they would learn that it's there yeah. and then it would be their goal in life to figure out how to open that secret thing yeah so um for me i'm going to come at it with a different perspective for anybody who has uh, kids or is around kids um one thing that i think is really important is to let children know that if they ever want to see a firearm they can f- see a firearm they can pick it up they can touch it only because then it's no longer cool Mm -hmm. And you always do it when you're there and you say, if you ever ask, like, I'll show you this gun. And then it's never exciting for them to go and, like, try and get the secret gun that dad puts above the shelf. Yeah. So that's one thing is, like, definitely educate your children. Like,
0: demystify that curiosity.
1: Demystify it and do it safely. So, like, for my toddler, she can come and see the gun because she knows what I do. Dad, guns. You know, it's one of her first words. So she knows what I do. And um, if, she, if she ever sees the guns, she says, Dad, touch guns. Yeah. I always let her. I'll pull them out be like, but we don't touch the trigger. So that's her thing is she can touch it. If Dad's there, she doesn't touch the trigger. And it's all of a sudden so much less exciting for her. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing. Uh, another thing is, yeah, so magnetic shelves I don't think would work in my sort of situation. Um, but they are not a bad option if you have older kids who can understand a little bit better great option Uh, i'm more of just little handgun safes everywhere and i do electronic they need to have a manual open um that is probably i mean something on every level of the house like you said you never know what level people like you have said you never know what level you're going to be on when somebody comes in yeah So that would be my advice, kind of a rambled jumble there, but it kind of caters more towards kids, uh, use electronic locks, and I like to make sure that there's, you know, a a few firearms around. Um, So that's sort of where I come at at this situation from.
0: And then also for like long-term storage, gun safes are a great option, but obviously you're not going to have quick access to that, so
1: yeah i do locked rooms like you have um like a little bunker and um yeah gun safes are great mm-hmm. and then that brings us before we go into the next segment which is things that you don't want to do um we wanted to thank gun zones deals so if anybody's wondering who they are or what they do gun zone deals they're an amazing american company um the guy who runs the place just loves the podcast, loves what we're doing, spreading freedom, Second Amendment. So Gunzone Deals is an amazing Second Amendment place to go. They have deals on all sorts of items, uh, EDC flashlights, lights of all sorts and shapes and sizes for different things that you might have around your house. Um, But they have all sorts of accessories, so definitely check out GunZoneDeals.com. And though we can't say many of the awesome things that they have deals on, I think you guys might be able to guess, so definitely check out deals and give them the love that they deserve for supporting the podcast. Now, on to things not to do when it comes to gun storage.
0: So I would say, um, going back to that box that I had that didn't have the manual entry and required a charge, um, and it also, uh, so fingerprints, it, it, you know, it accepted a fingerprint, which would sometimes work. Sometimes it wouldn't. I mean, think about your, your phone, right? If you are trying to get into your phone with the fingerprint, it's not always, or like it, you know, your face ID or something like that. It, it's like hit or miss if it works. Although oddly enough, your face ID, it always kind of freaks me out that like my phone is able to recognize my face in the middle of the night at three. 3 a.m. And yet like middle of the day when I need to make a call and it's urgent, like it doesn't, you know, it doesn't recognize my face. It's so annoying. But, um, but yeah, I, I I always freak out with like the whole fingerprint thing because in the rare instant that like maybe I cooked dinner that night and I burned my finger, then now like I can't access my gun. So, Mm -hmm. and especially if there's no manual entry, so make sure that if you do have some sort of electronic device That it does have a way to manually get in and that you don't forget to like where you put that key that the key is still kind of somewhat nearby um and then also do you want to add to
1: yeah i actually had a thought going along with that sorry before you go on i'm just going to interrupt you here so there's and to kind of fix this issue there are safes that don't scan your fingerprint instead they um essentially put a bright light through your finger and then they scan your blood vessels and that's a oh. much better way to do it because if you've fallen on the pavement and you land on your hands you could scrape your fingertips off if you've burned yourself if you have blood on your hands if your hands are just wet because you're making dinner like no matter what you could stick your finger on one of these uh, safes and it's sort of a newer thing but they're incredibly reliable i have a funny story about that i will tell you after they won't fail you like a traditional fingerprint safe will Hmm. Uh, They're going to be a little bit more expensive, but they scan your blood vessels, not your fingerprint.
0: Interesting. Uh,
1: The funny story is there's a guy at a gun shop here. They're like, yeah, how good are these things? And so they had an employee who didn't have a fingerprint on one of his fingers because it had been burnt and cut or something like that. So he scanned what part of his finger remained and it registered it perfectly. He could get in every time. So they're like, okay. Yeah, we'll carry this one in our store uh, after they tested that out. So there's some options as well for that. If you're very worried about the technology side of things failing, you can spend a little bit more and get something like that. And those don't, Hmm. from everything I've seen, they don't fail you.
0: Yeah, interesting. I didn't even know that those exist, but that's a great idea, a much better alternative. And then also make sure that, you know, if you do have something that's like out in the open, such as like a little lockbox, that one, it's not out in the open, but two, it's being held by some sort of, you know, like wire tether or something like that. Because who's to say that somebody doesn't break in, they see a lockbox, they, they don't know that necessarily there's a gun in it, but they know that there's something of importance. So why wouldn't they just take it? And then later on, you know, when they get off, like out of your house or off your property, then try to open up that box. And let's face it, there's a lot of things out there that they can use to open up that box. So... I would just say that if you do have a little lockbox uh, to keep it, you know, concealed.
1: Totally. And that's especially for more expensive firearms. Um, I mean, you always just want to keep people off your guns that you don't want on your guns. But especially if you have some nice gun, like that would hurt even more Yeah. to have that stolen. So uh, definitely. <laughs>
0: And then I'm and, trying to think what else, because um, I'm just trying to think of, like, all the options of, like, storing a firearm.
1: The biggest don't, I would say, is every gun comes with a cable lock.
0: Oh, those if are so dumb. I throw them away.
1: Yeah. If you can help I mean, it, don't use that.
0: Yeah. If By law. Literally,
1: yeah. If it's literally all you have, it is better. But somebody could pick it in about 2.2 2 seconds. If they Well, not to, to mention... Locks.
0: I mean, if you're using that gun for self-defense, like by the time you get that stupid cable lock out of the action of your gun, it's like it requires, you know, a key lock or um, sometimes like a little coat or something like that. It's – I by a lot. Every gun that is sold has to come with one of those. So if you're wondering why do manufacturers even sell it, it's because they have to. But even with stag arms, like um, it was that and some – some mail, actually, that I got from the gun store uh, that was in the box, and I just threw those away. Didn't even unwrap it. I just threw them away right away. Um, and then they also have the the ones that cover up, like, the trigger and the trigger guard that you have to, um, like, operate with a key and lock. And, again, those are another thing that I just hate. But people you think whack that it that a
1: hammer and bust it off if you wanted to.
0: True, but that's one thing that a lot of beginners they think that this is the proper way to to lock your firearm because it comes with a gun, and they're like, "Oh, okay, so this must be the way." But it's really not. It's just you know it, it could be okay for like long term storage, but as far as like quick access and using it for self defense, it's not ideal. I'm actually yeah. really glad you brought that up.
1: Yeah, no, those are. that's the don't. If you, there's one yeah. don't, it's don't use what comes with your gun. And I think that pretty much wraps up the things not to, unless you, you can think of something else extra additional. I think well,
0: that's it. I think we covered everything. Um, and now, listener of the week. So if you guys left us an iTunes review, uh, we podcast, are... Rappel podcast,
1: as this modern kids say.
0: Yes. And let me actually pull that up. So if you have an iPhone, really easy. Just search for... Uh, pew Pew panel, and
1: I'm curious to see if we got any new reviews uh, recently. By the way, you guys, those reviews help us immensely. They help with the algorithm. They help spread the word about the Second Amendment. We saw we're gonna we're gonna mention your comment in an, in another podcast. But we saw somebody say that they went to their wife's phone and they had their wife leave a review. I don't know if they did it from their wife's phone or if they had their wife do it, but amazing work you guys if you can review us twice from different devices we're not going to complain do everything we can to get the word out there we're trying to grow this podcast spread the word about the second amendment so it's awesome to see that you guys are getting very creative with ways to leave these reviews so do keep it up
0: all right so i how should we do this i want you to pick a number between let's see one two three four five six seven eight nine 12 13 14 15 16 17 there's 17 written reviews That uh, is
1: amazing.
0: Yes. That is I know. absolutely
1: amazing. So between 1 and 17? Yeah. Let's go with Oh, I'm just going to play it basic here. Let's go with 1.
0: Uh so I wonder if we picked him by yeah. If we have already
1: done one, I'll pick a new number. Let's go. Well, wait. I
0: don't know. We need to keep track of these somehow. <laughs> we need to go back and listen to... Um, I don't think we did, actually, because this doesn't... So it's uh, Rob from Florida, one of the best new podcasts in the 2A community. Titled yeah, we, Great did. Podcast. We, we did.
1: We did that one. So let's go to the very last one.
0: Uh, What about Gunslinger Reviews?
1: We did I'm Gunslinger Reviews.
0: Learning with Guns yeah i think we did that one i think okay. we did
1: gunslinger reviews let's go down to the very bottom the most recent one anybody submitted which is kind oh, of jumping the most again. recent I know some of, yeah i know some of you guys have posted them and then we haven't got to them yet but we will get there i promise what about, we're gonna get these
0: all in i'm gonna do the the next one i'm gonna do the third one okay what about uh best to a podcast from uh by patriot boy did we do that one
1: i don't know but now we have
0: this is the best two a podcast i've ever seen in the last few years great job guys
1: i don't think we've done it so there you yeah. go patriot boy thank you for leaving that review is it four or five stars
0: it is five stars yes guys yeah.
1: we work hard to get those five stars so keep them coming keep those uh reviews coming this is that's awesome
0: yeah so guys give us um give us a. Uh, let's see what should what should they win Actually, you know what? Speaking of giveaways, though, we are teaming up with Manicor Arms to do a $200 gift certificate, and that's only on social media, so Facebook and Instagram. So um, if you guys want extra, to win that.
1: Should we do extra entries if they leave a review?
0: Yeah, actually, kay. that's a really good idea.
1: So extra entries if you guys leave a review, and we're going to enter everybody who's ever left a review into this as well. So, um, and if you leave like another review from another iphone that you have close by you know that's two entries so second a second entry if you leave a review on apple podcasts
0: there we go all right awesome well thank you you. guys
1: yeah i think that's a wrap when it comes to all the reviews um
0: ava why don't you give us a send off and thank our listeners All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. And we will see you in a few days. As always, we appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate the support. And I think it has now officially been a month that the podcast has been out. So thank you so much for that. It's never easy getting something, you know, lifted off the ground. But you guys have definitely made it possible. So we greatly, greatly appreciate you. We appreciate our sponsors. Please go head over, support our sponsors. Let them know that we sent you. And, uh, and yeah, we'll see you guys here in the next few days.